What's up, guys? Welcome to a special episode of Chatisfaction. So uh, special. It's really special. I'm jo joined again by Richard Dove. Hello. Um, and we are going to talk about my most favorite time of the year and how Christmas. I can use ex and how I can use exquisite grammar when I say things like most favorite time of the year. Um, but E3 is here, and uh, we're now at the end of it. Uh, all the conferences are done, and I think the next couple days are just uh, gameplay, gameplay demos. People get to uh, play the games and talk about them or whatever. Um, but the conferences are really fun, and I enjoy this time of year because uh, usually there's big surprises at E3. People hold their the information and, and hot trailers and cool games, and they announce them at E3. And uh, especially now that it's become more consumer uh, focused instead of it used to be just like between companies. So it was really boring and they would just share like boring stats in their presentations. Um, and then every once in a while I'll show a, a new game or whatever. But now now that it's very consumer based, uh, usually the kind of stuff that you get is just like game trailer after game trailer after game trailer. Um, and so this is this is kind of the new era of conference and uh that's what I like to see. And some of these uh, key players did it well, and some of them not so well. And we're going to run through them all in the order that they showed up. And uh, Richard, if you will, kick us off with EA's conference. Yo. Fucking Star Wars, bro. The new Battlefront game? Yes. So I played a lot of Battlefront 1. I know you've touched on it about uh, previously on the show. That you, you know, you gave it a little shot, but you couldn't really get into it. And Sam hated that he was bad at it. And yeah. I had two, I have two friends who that's the reason they bought a PS4. So I played a lot with them. Um, you know, I was even stepping away from Destiny when we were super into it. So I could play Star Wars with, with my friends because it was the only console, you know, the only game they had on the console. And uh, I played it a lot. And, I totally acknowledged the, its problems. It didn't have a story. It felt like a sort of starter game, and they sold a $50 season pass that did make it much, much better, yeah. but it didn't justify the original $60 plus another 50 on top of that. Like, it wasn't... It felt a little rushed. Um, yeah. It wasn't glitchy. Like, it looked great. Uh, if you got used to the controls, it felt pretty good, but it had a lot of problems, and I feel like EA's gone out of their way to shout up from the rooftops that, hey, we fixed these things um, mm -hmm. that you didn't like. So I think the biggest thing to come out of the show was, and this is something they kind of mentioned before, but they never really detailed how it's going to work. So they're not going to charge for DLC at all for the sequel. It's a great move. But they're, they're still going to put out, they're calling them seasons, which is kind of like a DLC pack where they put something out like every three months. Yeah. New heroes, new planets, and the way they're, you know, it's like, well, how do you make that model, like, justifiable financially for your massive company? And they're going to have microtransactions, which I no, figured, but yeah. they came out and said that. Um, yeah. So, uh, really... they also said that they revamped the weapon controls. Um, it used to be that if you're playing a battle and you're in, like, one of 32 rebel soldiers... There's one icon on the map to become mm. Luke Skywalker or to become Han Solo. So you had to yeah. be in the right place at the right time, know where the icons spawn, and maybe you got lucky. Um, in this game, 
I think sim- they're kind of taking the Call of Duty model, where as you kill people, um, you're getting points for objectives and kills, and you can spend those points on heroes. So I really like that change. I feel like it's going to make the game more accessible to other people. Um, so, um, and I, Keith, I know you're familiar with the the story aspect of things for the, for yeah. the game. Yeah, um, I'm very excited for. Did you play Spec Ops: The Line? I'm sorry, did I play what? Spec Ops: The Line. Uh, I played it a little bit when it came out. Sorry, man. I, I, I had trouble hearing you for a sec. Um, That's okay. I, not too much. Yeah. I played like the first like two or three levels, but yeah. kind of like... You got to push know. through. Yeah. Unfortunately, you got to push through that because that game is probably one of the most interesting games that no one talks about. And it's because the beginning of it starts out so much like a bro shooter. But uh, the narrative in that game is excellent. And the same guy who wrote that is writing this uh, Star Wars battlefront 2 story mode which makes total sense because now we get uh we get the war from the perspective of the sol- the soldiers of the empire and in fact they're called cool. the heroes of the empire um yeah so it humanizes them a little bit i don't think they'll be straight up evil i think it'll come from a perspective of like we we are just on this side of a war because uh-huh. for no reason and yeah like each side thinks that they're right uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure that the characters will be interesting and three-dimensional and well-rounded um, because Spec Ops did a really good job of uh, hitting on some tough subject matter, which is uh, American soldiers literally fighting other American soldiers, um, and you have to do some really uncomfortable stuff in that game. But the storytelling was really good, and it's one of those things like Breaking Bad where in the beginning the main character is endearing and you understand why he's doing what he's doing but by the end of it you should hate him a lot uh, yeah and it's intentional and it's done really well um and so i'm i'm excited that that guy gets to do another game because i thought spec ops line was criminally underrated and part of that problem is that they just marketed it wrong i think mm-hmm. um yeah. i i i think um if you look at the whole story of what you just described and say, okay, well, let's imply or let's apply that concept to an Imperial soldier who maybe isn't a bad person. Um, and I like that because like, we've always seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the movies, we, the Imperial are just like the Imperials are faceless people. And I feel like Finn was the first person to put a face on a soldier in uh, for Star Wars force awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, also this movie takes place between Jedi and Force, or this game takes place between Jedi and Force Awakens, which is yeah. pretty untapped. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm really psyched. I think it looks good, and I think hopefully it's going to draw in a lot of new people. Um, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty... people might be burnt out on war games, and you know maybe want to try something a little different this fall. So hopefully that'll be the case. Yeah, and I mean it's it's Star Wars, so it has that power. I'm pretty excited because um, the fact that they're I know that so many people were burned on the fact that you know. Battle Battlefront One came out, and it was pretty bare bones. Not a lot of modes, not a lot of customization. It just had Star Wars nostalgia all over it. And then they slowly added stuff to it over time. But and then the fifty dollars price tag for the season pass was kind of not cool at all. Like, yeah, the, people don't really know what they're getting, and the product that you put out already was subpar. It probably should have been a thirty dollars game, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I think that. The model of the DLC being free and then making your money off of microtransactions is becoming a popular model. And yeah. I I think that that's a better way to go about it than making people pay money up front for content that's unproven. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and a, the, a good example of that was uh, Arkham Knight's DLC, where it was a $40 buy-in, and it, it listed out everything that you would get, but because we haven't played the game, we have no context for what all that stuff is, so we don't even know if we like what you're, the additional stuff that you're offering us. Like, you know, some of it was Batmobile stuff, and some people really did not care for the Batmobile, you know? A lot of it was Batmobile stuff. Yeah, so some people didn't really care for that stuff, like... I don't understand how you can make something and then expect people to pay for it ahead of time when they don't know what they're buying. And obviously that was something that worked for a little bit because people kept doing it. But I think that we're seeing a trend now where people are pretty fed up with it and rightfully so. And so I think that the model of, you know, free additional content, if you've already bought your way into the game makes total sense to me. Um, And then people end up buying microtransaction type stuff like cosmetic stuff because they just are like, their shit to look different and good so if they can pick and choose what they pay for um you know even look at destiny kind of walks the line between those two those two concepts yeah they put out one massive up you know they got to the point where they were just they weren't going to put out the game and then two two big dlcs and then put out the next game it's like let's just do one 40 dollar expansion per year and then we'll do these little events spread out throughout the rest of the year Mm. And there will be microtransactions, but it's all, it's strictly cosmetic. And I think yeah. that model worked for them pretty well. Yeah. Anything else in the EA conference that caught your eye? Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, they're making a Fast and Furious game now. Are they? I didn't hear this. No, it's just called Need for Speed, but it's, <laughs> it's just Fast and Furious, really. You I mean, it looks fun, but... Son of a bitch. You know, if it's not if it's not the family, I don't want to I don't want to play it. Yeah. You know, but it sucks because like I wish EA could just go to Universal and be like, can we just use these people and make good games? Because, man, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that would be great. But I don't want to get too much in Need for Speed. It's racing. It looks like it's got some cool crashes and I used to play a lot of Burnout. So that's cool, but I probably won't play it. Yeah. Um, before before we move on, I want to ask you just your opinion on these lately, like EA and Bethesda and Ubisoft, they have their entire own conferences at E3 and it used to, E3 literally just used to be Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo. Yeah. What do you think of these guys kind of branching out and doing their own conferences um, every year? I feel like for certain companies, it makes sense. I feel like EA is completely justifiable because of how many games they put out every year. I mean, like yeah. we're not going to get into sports games because we don't play them, yeah. but I mean, I used to work for GameStop, and Madden was a huge fucking deal. And, yeah. you know, regionally, NHL is incredibly popular. FIFA is one of the biggest games in the world. Um, so this is this company, you know, makes so much money and puts out so many games throughout the year that I feel like for EA, it absolutely makes sense because they want to sell their product as the way they want to sell it mm-hmm. and not, like, by showing up on someone's conference and just saying, oh, we've got this one game coming out. This is exclusive for this system. Like, they can really go into more detail. And I feel like sometimes, yeah, you get stuff you don't really care about, but you also get, like, Star Wars is a great example. Like, we got a bunch of information about that game. Um, And also let some showcase their smaller titles. Like, I wanted to talk about, I don't know if you saw anything for A Way Out. No. So it's... The people who made um, Brothers, you remember that game? Mm-hmm. They made an entire, like from start to finish, two-player co-op game about two guys escaping from prison, and it looks really cool. Oh, okay. That sounds um, neat. 
Yeah, and it, it's just it's different, you know. And it's like, yeah, it's being published by a huge company, but I feel like we, if E three had happened without EA having their own press, we would have heard about it. Like it would have yeah. just got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. But then there's companies like Ubisoft, which I'm not even going to talk about their press conference because, like, they literally they announced nothing I care about, and I I don't know why they had one. Yeah. I think what you said about, particularly with EA and all their sports games, I like that they do their own separate conference. Separate conference because uh, when I watch the Microsoft, uh, Sony, or Nintendo conferences, um, it used to be that used to be the worst part of those is when they would start talking about the sports. Yeah. Games. So I'm glad that those companies get to highlight the things that are truly special about the like playing playing on. Xbox means this. Like you can play those sports games on any of these machines. Here is what we want you to do on our machine. Yeah. Um, and when we we get to Sony and Nintendo as well. Like, I think that they all do a good job of distinctively telling you why you should buy these consoles. Uh huh. Um, because they're selling hardware, not software. It's just a different model. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and before we finish EA. I did want to mention Anthem. Oh yeah, they they debuted it at the EA conference, right? Yeah, or you can talk about it Microsoft if you want, because that's when they really showed the gameplay demo. But yeah, it's up to you. Um, well, what did they show at the EA conference? Because I knew they announced it. I think but, it was uh, just a trailer. I didn't watch the conference live, so okay. like my uh, my experience was going through news feeds of sites trying to like summarize what was shown um but the only footage i saw came from the microsoft conference so i guess we can just talk about that later well actually yeah. they're they're in the next conference so we can just talk about it now yeah just go ahead we'll, we'll go to microsoft now so why don't you you probably know a little bit more about like bioware than i do because i don't think i've ever played a single one of their you haven't played any mass Effect games or dragon age or Dragon Age, yeah. Um, so Bioware, spe- like they specialize in like single player RPGs, and um, you know they did Knights of the Old Republic back in the day. That's I think that's where they built their name. Really, uh, did you ever play any of those? No, um, I really don't think I've played a single game they put out. Um, they they also made a game that uh, I feel like doesn't get talked about enough called Jade Empire for the original Xbox. Um, which was an awesome, like, Eastern mythology, like, kung fu RPG. Um, That's cool. Yeah, um, it was super cool. And it well, like, well acted. It had a cool story. I mean, it was, the, like, main villain looked like a samurai version of uh, Darth Vader, almost. And it had lots of... It just was a really fun and, and good RPG. Uh, yeah. and it was in the vein of, like, the night. Thanks to the old Republic or, or like a mass effect where it's like an open world RPG. Um, I love that game a lot. And then, you know, I think they really got, well, they really had popularity with those star Wars games because they're star Wars. Uh, but I think they really blew up with mass effect, um, which is, a, a shooter RPG with tactical elements where you could, uh, you had like all these powers and then your squad mates had their own powers too. So you could freeze time and then set up how you want everyone to use their powers and then unfreeze it and start shooting and stuff. Um, it was an awesome RPG and, and it had an ambitious goal of having a story that would carry over three games and you would make these key decisions. And they always said that it would be really important and that they would have a, a profound effect in the final game. 
um, which they weren't able to follow through on. But I still think the story they came up with for the final game was good. And I was one of the few people that actually liked how uh, that game ended. But uh, and then they put they started doing these Dragon Age games, which are uh, like medieval RPGs, something like something like The Witcher, but like a turn based version of that. Uh, so it's the same like similar style world um and people like those too those those games sell really well i think dragon yeah, Age inquisition was game of the year uh three years ago yeah i remember um my old roommate miguel was would play dragon age because he didn't he liked games but like he didn't play them enough to justify getting a system so like i had an xbox 360 and his friend would be like hey play this game called dragon age and i'd watch miguel play it and like you would just get covered in blood during fight scenes mm-hmm. or d- during like combat. And then after the combat would be over, the characters would like start talking to each other and it would cut to like camera angles. And yeah. I remember he would just be like covered in blood, having a conversation, like nothing <laughs> happened. And it always made me laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's another huge part of the game. Like the fallout games, you know, conversation and dialogue and having options and choosing a, a karma path and stuff like that those are huge parts of those games so they have an adventure game element to them as well mm-hmm. um and so these are like the key tenants of a bioware rpg so uh, i think that all of their big talent has been working on a game since mass effect 3 launched which was five years ago they've been working on this game for five years and they announced it and it's called anthem and it's basically iron man the rpg uh it looks good it looks super good and mm. Everyone that was shitting on uh, Mass Effect Andromeda and their facial animations and all that, that's because their talent's been working on this game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I feel like that studio wanted to, you know, I don't play those games, but, I mean, you can tell when a studio, like, yeah, you have a successful franchise, but once it gets to that point where they put out their second game and it wins game of the year, it's like, okay, well, where do we go from here creatively? And they're going to start work on something big and it's going to be a new IP. Yeah. Um and this is it and like I was so impressed with the tech demo they had and they had yeah like this dude like it's massive like you looks like you're in a bazaar in the beginning of the in somewhere in the Middle East and then as it progresses and like see these I don't know if it was like a, a creature or a spaceship overhead and then you step mm. into this mech suit and they're flying all over this world with with in an in an Iron Man suit going underwater which i was literally flying yeah because like water in video games people just avoid it and say oh you you drown even the best games you drown in so they were just like dove under the water and i was like holy shit that looks amazing and then they popped up and started shooting people it's i I can tell it's one of these games that's probably gonna get delayed a few times and it's most likely still a couple years off but it looks good they say 18, 2018, but I I doubt it. And I think it's well, these days. Track. You got to add six to nine months to that date. Yeah, but like I said, they've been working on this game for five years. So who knows if they're the type of yeah. company like like Bioware has enough uh, goodwill at this point where they could be like Bethesda and be like Fallout Four. Here's Fallout Four. It comes out in six months. Um, yeah, I I think it's I think it's entirely possible this game could come out in time. I'm not going to count on it. And I, I don't yeah. care if they delay it because I want it to be as good as it looks. It looks yeah. fucking incredible. And I think the thing that is throwing a lot of people off or that's upsetting people is Bioware has been unknown for their single player RPGs. And this is definitely a multiplayer focused experience like Destiny before it. Um, but 
the the specifics of how you play are, aren't like destiny at all it's it's an rpg and you you're, it's that loot it looks like it's that loot uh grind for sure yeah but um it's a whole different style of play the the i think it's just set on one planet at least that's all we've seen and that yeah. planet is massive and sprawling as we said they were literally flying from location to location without getting with no loading no loading into the world or anything uh it just looked seamless and incredible and i hope that it is the world itself like it reminded me a little bit of it was very awe-inspiring and it reminded me a little bit of what of watching avatar and that was the only it, it was the only good part of avatar was how well they constructed yeah. that world and how like cool it looked it was a beautiful looking world and so like when he went underwater and even then there was like uh like all this underwater alien looking underwater life and like uh like fluorescent lighting down there and stuff from probably the plant life like i yeah. was like this this is fucking sweet like this is really cool um it looks like a blast, man. I hope it is. I hope it is good. So I'm excited to hear more about that. That was a good surprise mm-hmm. out of uh, out of the conference. Um, yeah. So they debuted that at the EA press conference, and then they mm-hmm. really showed the tech demo in the Microsoft conference. But the demo we saw was running on the Xbox One X, which was formerly the Scorpio, which Microsoft mm-hmm. put a price tag on and gave an official release date for, which is this November. Um. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't care. And yeah, you've got a PC. You don't care. <laughs> well, that's a big. That's that's Microsoft's big downfall is that now they're doing this cross this play anywhere thing, which is cool for the consumer, but I think bad for them because um, why? There's no reason to buy an Xbox anymore because all of their exclusives yeah. are available on another platform now. Um, so, and especially, I want to get your take on this direction that the game industry clearly seems to be going in uh where it is like the cell phone industry where we're gonna get like half steps of iterative designs on these consoles yeah um you gotta pick android or apple exactly um sony's apple microsoft's android what's nintendo boost mobile nintendo is just nintendo there is no comparison to anything else yeah but uh i mean I, technologically, we're going leaps and bounds over where we were with video mm-hmm. games. If you look at the lifespan of consoles, I think companies still like market them as like, oh, you buy this Xbox, it's going to be the only console you need for, what, five years? Well, yeah. not only are we getting our third Xbox One in the span of like three years? Mm-hmm. I might be wrong on that math. Maybe it's coming up on its fourth. I don't remember. But not only are we getting our third Xbox One, every single the yeah, the Xbox One S performance wise was better than the original. It had a, a like a brand new HD Ultra HD Blu-ray drive. Yeah. Um. It played uh, uh the 4K discs. It had 4K resolution. The processing was better. The load times were better. Mm. Like that's not a smaller system. That's upgrading your system. And then. They did it again with the Xbox One X, and to them, they're still treating this like it's the same console's lifespan. And the and and the only like plus sign I can see out of all this is that you can still go buy a 250 Xbox One and play the same games you're going to play on any of these other like 
the more money you if you want your games to be in 4K and look amazing, you can drop the coin on it and do that. Or, yeah. or you can just get an Xbox One. Yeah. So I feel like for the consumer, it's cool because you can pick your PS4 or your PS4 Pro and get what you pay for. But like from a company standpoint, I don't see financially how it's it's going to be. It's not like putting out a brand new system. No one's going to run and trade. Like I probably don't know. I maybe know one or two people who might trade up for an Xbox One X. Yeah. It's double the price tag. You can get a you can get a one terabyte Xbox One S for two hundred fifty dollars right now with like two games. Yeah, and, I, and what I liked about the conference is that they started it, they announced it, and then they moved on to yep. the important part, which was the games. Which is, uh, you know, Sony had like a whole thing where it was just about the PS4 Pro, and it was not the way to do that. Like delving deep, like deep diving into the specifics of like really trying to sell the thing is not the way to go about it. I mean, you just have to say what it is. It's like, this is the premium console for the people who give a shit about this sort of thing. Your games will look better, possibly run better, but it is other than that identical experiences. You're not getting anything that the other places aren't getting. So, yeah, um, I don't know if that's like literally the direction that this console, the console gaming is going. I don't like it necessarily because um, I just like why not just focus on making the next Xbox uh, or yeah. focus on making the next PlayStation. Um, and if they're going to do this, I think that both of those next consoles should just be called PlayStation and Xbox and then just do your iterations every year or half year, year and a half or whatever the fuck it is and, and stop numbering consoles and all that well, shit. Yeah, but they, they're numbering iPhones. I mean, it's, it's confusing because they're not sticking with the number. Yeah. Like at least Apple sticks with the number. Yeah. <laughs> so I know what model it is, but I mean, you know, it's like some year S version and there's not a huge big change in the iPhone and then, then they put out the new number and then there's big changes. So, you know, it's not too different from what we currently have with gaming, but I feel like it's for the consumer. Yeah, it's nice having the option, but for the people like you and I who really love gaming, it's like it starts to feel like overkill because you could years ago go up to us knowing we were going to buy the next system, and now I, I, I can't answer that question because like yeah. there's so much shit coming out now. This yeah. hardware is expensive, man, and I don't know. So it's good and bad. I, I thought Microsoft was to essentially have like an upgradable console for dummies. Like, take the idea of a PC. Mm-hmm. Remember, their old 360s had those hard drives, the slim model 360s. Well, no, even the old ones, they had the hard drives that clipped on the outside. Yeah, yeah. and you could like buy whatever hard drive size you wanted. I thought their their next step for the for the Scorpio or the Xbox One X was going to be, here's our new system. This is the graphics card. This is the you know the the memory and this is that and like you can upgrade these things like once a year we'll put out better versions. You can pick and choose. And yeah, I can see where the technical problems would come into play with that, but. I felt like that's how they marketed it a year ago, and then that's not what we got this week so i don't know yeah i feel like that is something that i feel like i want to see from consoles but at the same point uh that's just a pc and yep. why wouldn't you just get a pc yeah. and also like doing that type of stuff like i built my pc 
And it's really, really nerve wracking doing that because you, anytime you're doing something, you're double checking and triple checking to make sure that's exactly what you need to do. And you're afraid of breaking everything. Yeah. Um, so I, it's just, uh, it's really, it, like I said, it's just really nerve wracking. And I don't think that's something that console console gamers, what they like about console gaming is just the ease of use, the plug and play aspect of it. You yep. have to fuck around and get graphics cards and, Another thing is, is if you, if they go ahead and do that, that's that puts a lot more stress and strain on their developers too, because there's a, as you as you can probably see with PC gaming, uh, sometimes games just don't work, and, and it'll be because you have a specific graphics card and you need to like change, modify stuff for it to work, or games just won't work with certain uh, you know components that go into your PC. So there's a lot of frustration with that in PC gaming. I I think that consoles. I th- even though my gut says I want to go there with consoles, I also think that it defeats the purpose of consoles. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm an old curmudgeon with my opinion on yeah. The, it well, later we design. grew up with one thing, and now we have another, and that thing is changing. So, yeah, it, it's it's just fucking two people complaining. But like, we also sing the praises, so you can't be too hard on yourself. Mm. Um, I, I just think that you know. The industry is changing, and the, the 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 main companies, or I should say, Microsoft and Sony, kind of don't know what to do. I feel like they're sprinting to catch up to what PC capabilities are. Yes. Yeah. Instead of trying to think of a way to not sprint to catch up, but to just kind of gradually not get ahead, but but I don't know. Like they're, I don't feel like they're gonna go stray from this path they're on right now. I feel like five years from now, it's going to be worse than this. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, I'm kind of glad Nintendo doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Cause like yeah. a month ago, I wouldn't be saying that. And now I'm saying that. Yeah. It's paying off. We'll definitely yeah. get there. We'll get into um, that. But so, what else so yeah, Microsoft so conference caught your eye? two big Microsoft's two big things were the Xbox one X announcement mm-hmm. and, um, the EA game uh, Anthem. So yeah. they did have some other good stuff. Um, they had a lot of they, smaller titles. And, and yeah, like, yeah. Like I know you played Ori in the Blind Forest and they announced yeah. a sequel to it. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. They did a bunch of like EA, uh, Microsoft did a really good job of, and they always do a good job of, I think, speaking to what we want out of these things. So uh-huh. I think the things that I found good about their conference was the the new the like indie games that they showed off the new games the Ori sequel this game called Ashen that looks cool um, just a lot, a lot of cool stuff like there's a, a release date for Cuphead now finally um, and yeah I heard about that a while ago what's the deal with... it's coming out they've delayed it for a long time because it was initially just a boss rush mode game you just fought bosses boss after boss after boss and then they they wanted to add like levels to it. Um, so it felt like a traditional like side scrolling like a uh, bullet hell game as as opposed to just a static screens where you fight one creature. Yeah. Um so I hope that it's good because it definitely has a really cool aesthetic. Um and it, it, the presentation is excellent on that game. Um and then I think the other huge thing that Microsoft announced, I think arguably the most exciting announcement is that they're they're having backwards compatibility with original xbox games yeah that's cool man they don't give a shit they're like how far back you want us to go (laughs) and we're not going to charge you for any of it 
Sony's answer is horseshit with their yeah. streaming game service. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. PS2 is one of the best catalogs of any console, mm-hmm. and they're they don't take advantage of it, so they're lost. Yeah, I think I think Sony kind of fucked themselves over with the PS3 and trying to be so different with it and having the cell processor and stuff because it makes it hard to. I, I heard it was hard to develop for so. To make the PS4 be able to play PS3 games, I think would have been it. I wouldn't even been care. Just hell. go backwards to P. Just skip it. Go to PS2. Yeah, exactly. I mean, give, give and, me that. And there are nothing. They are there are PS2 games to download on PS4 with like upres stuff and yeah, trophies and shit like that. Not... I it's an it's an appreciative step, but um, it's but you have to pay as... for them. You have to pay full price digitally for these games. I have to pay sure. twenty three. What? Yeah. I know that if pricing you, is probably set by Rockstar, but even the Sony games, like you still have to pay full price for it. And it's cool they have trophies, but Microsoft's like, put the disc in. We don't charge you anything. Exactly. You know, yeah. that, dude, that's with Xbox that's, One, I don't know if you've tried backwards compatibility, but you just put the disc in, yeah. it installs it to the hard drive, and then you do whatever you want. Yeah, I've, I've played a few games backwards compatible. Um, and and if you downloaded them on the 360 previously, you just download them right to your Xbox One. It's so it, cool. It is the one area where Microsoft is killing Sony. Um, yeah, but that's not like a big money maker. But it's such yeah. an awesome thumbs up to the fans. Exactly. And unfortunately, it's not enough to have them be winning this war, or even competing at all yet. But, yeah. Uh, it's still an appreciative step, and I think that's a cool thing. Uh, and I think Sony just kind of backed themselves into a wall with that, with the way that they designed all their consoles. Um, I will say, if you have like, what was that game you were that that game you were talking about for the original Xbox, the Samurai RPG, Jade Empire. So go buy that now from any used game store before they mm-hmm. figure out, holy shit, people are going to want these games again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyone who like has like, oh man, I'm excited to play this original Xbox game that I haven't been able to play in years, like go fucking buy it now before these companies jack the price up because they know yeah. you're going to be able to play it on your regular console. Yeah, you can probably get it for like two dollars. Yep, but I guarantee you, when this goes live, it's going to go up to like twenty. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So that is exciting. Yeah. So, but yeah, and I heard, did you hear that there's a third party company that's re-releasing the original giant Xbox controller, the Duke? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's. I hate that controller, but cool. Yeah, that's cool. And people like that controller. I don't know why, Dude, but I like the the second controller they put out, the smaller one I could get behind, but the Duke was the thing was diesel. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a hamburger. A bit much. Yeah. Um they Microsoft also showed some stuff again for Sea of Thieves which looks pretty fun. Yeah. Um it feels to me like more of a downloadable game or like I'm a not all in on it. game, so I don't know yeah. what they're going to charge for it. I'm not all in on Sea of Thieves yet. Yeah. Um, but it does look neat. Aaron Jake wants to get a get a pirate crew going. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. There, but, I, the problem is, is there's too many games I'm already planning on playing that take up all of my I want to co-op with people time. Yeah, namely like Destiny, Overwatch. And we'll get there. Yeah, Overwatch and Destiny, and we'll get to Destiny yeah. in a bit. But um, was there anything else from the Microsoft conference? You yeah, want to touch on? there's there's. There's three more games. One of them I don't really care about talking about, which is Crackdown. But Terry Crews is in it now, so fun. Oh, shit. Yeah, Crackdown. I forgot. Um, I love the first one. I never played the second yeah, one. Yeah, I love collecting all the agility orbs because you can eventually jump like the Hulk and like jump on top of a building. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. But I don't. I feel like this, this is one of those games that 
probably should have come out a couple years ago. And I think people are just kind of past caring about it because they feel like the genre, whatever genre it was, has probably been improved upon past its point. Um, but, you know, yeah. Terry Crews is great, so good for him. Yeah, um, the, the thing about it is I watched the trailer one time. I didn't see anything in it that looked remarkable. Like, it looks fun to play again. It looks like more Crackdown. It reminded me of the first Crackdown, but with better yeah. graphics and probably a smoother open world. But the one thing to keep touting with this game is using cloud computing for destruction. Um, and when they talk about it, it sounds cool. Yeah, like the the computing goes up into the cloud and beams back to your machine. And I don't I don't know if it's going to work well or not because. And then it's obviously a thing of like if you're not connected to the internet, um, you're kind of fucked, which is the, the gamble you take with cloud computing and stuff. But do you work um, uh, or do you, do you watch Silicon Valley on HBO? Yeah, I watched the first two seasons. So I think I know in season three, but I can't remember in season the other seasons if they talk about it. but the one that's currently airing he talks about creating a new internet where you don't need servers because everyone has a smartphone now and the mm-hmm. idea behind that is your smartphone can you can like borrow some of my phone to like run this internet therefore yeah. we don't need servers and so we can create a new internet um yeah. so i don't know, it just made me think of that <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna play it, but it's it's cracked down, so someone will, I guess. I um, I will play it if it gets good reviews. I I I do enjoy that game. I think it's just fun. It's a, it's a fun arcadey feel to it. Yeah. I think that it's very funny. Like the humor in it was was good in the first one. Um, I would like it to eventually be games of gold years from now, and I'll be like, oh, cool, crackdown. I'll add it to my collection. I'll play. It. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm not I'm not jonesing to play it. I think there's plenty of other games that I yeah. I will absolutely so, be in on. Uh, two two left I want to talk about for Microsoft before we move on. Um, uh, a big announcement for me, at least, because I don't have a PC, Player Unknown Battlegrounds is coming to Xbox. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, it's it's a timed exclusive. They say the, the debut of the game will be on Xbox One, so it'll probably be on PlayStation in like a year or six months. But mm-hmm. I like the idea of this game, and I want to play it with my friends. And I don't have a PC, so I'll take what I can get. Yeah, absolutely. I think this game's going to do really really well people people have a a very great excitement for it and it's fun like if you if anyone doesn't know it's basically battle royale the game and battle royale was a movie about a bunch of kids they got set on an island and they had to kill each other it's like hunger games only one could walk out alive yep and it's like what, how many people start it's like 50 people or something like that it's a bunch of people, and it's timed, so it's like a twenty-minute timer. And yeah, if there's you guys a, there's talk like about a it on the show. Ring. Like Sam was talking about it. Sam has it. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. So there's like a poison um, ring that encloses closer and closer as the match goes on, so that no one can like draw it out and it forces conflict. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm happy that's coming to Xbox. Um, hopefully, I'll get a few friends that'll play it because I'll definitely give it a shot. If not, I'll just wait till it's on PlayStation, and most of my other friends will get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Ubisoft debuted Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay, yeah. Um, At the Microsoft well, show, I believe. Yeah, how do you feel about Assassin's Creed as a franchise? Well, um, I've played every single one. Impressive, um, impressive. We all know I do a fantastic impression of Ezio. Oh, yeah. But I will save that for another day. Mm-hmm. I that that franchise suffered from fatigue from a, a massive company like Ubisoft. Uh, yep, I believe they're publicly traded. So 
when you get that big, you have quotas and deadlines, and they were cranking out an Assassin's Creed every year like it was Madden, and it stretched thin. Uh, they tried to push the technology to places they weren't ready to go yet, and Assassin's Creed Unity was proof of that when it came out like almost completely broken. It was a massive AAA game that had like no beta testing and it was a fucking failure. So when Assassin's Creed Syndicate came out, no one really bought it because they were all burned from the previous year. Mm-hmm. And Ubisoft said, all right, we're just going to take some time off and kind of go back to the drawing board on this one. Um, so yes. it's been a couple of years since we've had an Assassin's Creed. And we know this one was probably in production before that happened. But yeah. I have to believe that if they don't, really hit the mark on this one it's 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 a problem because they put a ton of money into this franchise and they i think the change of setting is cool i think the whole pyramids and egyptians and it's different and it's like you know they're trying to build the lore of the assassins so cool um their movie didn't do too well with michael fassbender so yeah you gotta hope for something um i will say as far as assassin's creed games go Black Flag, I think, is my favorite. Yeah, Black Flag was the last great one to be out. Um, Syndicate was pretty cool. I played a little bit of it. I didn't play a lot. Um, I bought it on sale and I never played it because I'm a dummy. But it's sitting there. Yeah, um, give it a go. I think you'd probably like it because I think it's it has just as much charm as Black Flag did. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's why I love Black Flag. Yeah, but it was just the sort of thing where it's like, all right... Um, you know, we've we've done this year after year. I know it's I know what's going on here. There's not going to be anything spectacularly spectacularly different about this. Mm-hmm. Even though the, I like the main characters a lot and they're charming and funny, and I like the setting and like all of the production the production of surrounding it, like the music and stuff. Uh, but it, it just is Assassin's Creed, and they really need to they really need to go back and redefine what that is and push that formula forward. And I think that Assassin's Creed Origins looks like they're doing that um immediately the combat looks different it looks like a more dark souls inspired combat where you're locking on cameras behind you and you're doing things like strafing and parrying and and the combat seems a little more a little bit more intentional in that way um and there were things i i caught was am i remembering this right where it's like in zelda where you could pull out your bow in midair and time slows and he shot somebody with it I think I think so. Um, I actually didn't know Zelda could do that till this morning. <laughs> well, you learn something new every day in Zelda. Oh, I learned a few things today. Yeah, um, they can't tame a horse, but it's another, another story. You can. You just got to get good at it. I'm starting with the giant horse, and it's difficult. I think I should start smaller and build up my stamina wheel. Yeah, you definitely need to. Um. So yeah, I think that. Um, I think this one looks cool. I think I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in like what they do with the setting. To me, yeah. like when they were like, "Oh, we're putting," <laughs> I can't even say Constantinople without laughing because mm-hmm. of the fucking stupid impression I would always do. <laughs> yeah, but like when they put it there, like I didn't care. Like I have to care about something. Uh, we were all so excited for Assassin's. Creed three. Oh my god, it's coming to America, and then like yeah. it was just so boring, and they really dropped the ball. The, the world wasn't constructed well, and it was irritating. Yeah. So like, if I could tell you, there's one thing I'm looking forward to in this game. It's 
like how are they going to work Egypt and what it was at the time and the social unrest and oh, the slaves and like there's a lot of a lot of stuff you can do there um, and it's not going to be a very white game so that's different like I'm a white dude I want to experience something different so yeah you know I I think it could be cool I I don't think I'm going to get it at launch because. I don't have time to play games like I used to, and it's not on the mm. top of the list, but I hope it does well. Um, yeah, I'm very looks, intrigued. Graphically, it looks nice. Uh, there's no mini-map anymore, I guess. That's not there? In the presentation, it's not. It doesn't mean it won't make it into the final ah, product. Yeah, good point. Good. Yeah. No, but the, the demos, like people were playing it and saying it's still not there in the playable demos. Okay, cool. Yeah, so. definitely do that because I fucking hate... I the one of my least favorite things about playing a Ubisoft game is the maps are obnoxious because they show you everything so much it, stuff and it just becomes a checklist more than let me really look at the world and find what's intriguing about it and expo- explore it naturally um I'm going to so, I am going to shoulder my way into the Zelda review episode that you guys eventually because I feel like I just want to talk about it and absolutely what what it how it does things better than these other games, absolutely. Um, but uh, that's one of those examples, the mini map. So I'm putting yeah. too much shit on the map. But there's another Assassin's Creed, and uh, before we leave this, I just did want to say that I read online that Ubisoft just went. I'm like, oh, okay, they took a couple years off. They changed the setting. Cool. Maybe things will be different. There is a $900 collector's edition of the game you can buy. What the fuck? With a two-foot-tall statue of the main character with, like, an eagle behind it. And it's, like, the statues, there's only, I think there's only a 1,000 of them made. Mm. It's $900. It gives you that, like, signed original art prints from, like, the art staff at Ubisoft. Yeah, which for a grand, for almost a thousand. By the time you get pay sales taxes, so you're almost at a thousand dollars. They fucking better give you something. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of brought it back down for me, where I'm like, I, as someone who used to years ago, I worked in retail, and even before that, I liked collectors editions, and I feel like that companies just started taking advantage of consumers and their love of collector's editions and just started making them dumber and dumber. And this is a good example of this is so fucking dumb. I mean, if you have a thousand dollars you want to spend on this thing, I guess cool. Mm -hmm. Have fun, but don't, I'll never stop making fun of you. If I see that in your house, you could have, you could have spent that $900 on things that could make the world a better place. You decided to buy yeah, a collector's edition of a game. So. I think that there's way more egregious things people spend that type of money on. Absolutely, I, I can't. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that about someone. Like whatever these these fucking collector's editions, they keep getting more and more out, outrageous with them, and you know people buy them, and that's why they keep making them. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's... I'm sorry, everyone out there who wants to buy the collector's edition. <laughs> no, I mean, that is your right to 
people that's have the right just, to do that and you have a right to say that sucks but yeah but that's just that's my knee my knee jerk reaction like i've yeah. spent ridiculous money on these things so i should shut the fuck up but yeah i don't i don't spend my money on anything that helps anybody else except for myself and my immediate family so. true so um, anyway that's that's assassin's creed yeah um, and that's that's microsoft and i think bethesda was next bethesda is next uh I watched this conference. You said you didn't. Um, no. So what I like about Bethesda's conference is they put a lot of work into the presentation of it, and they had this whole video that it played it out like a theme park. So like it looked like a map of a theme park. So they called it like Bethesda Land, and it had a funny narrator and stuff. And so you could see, you kind of see on the map as they were introducing it what kind of games they were going to cover. And then it had a part of it that was said that was under construction, so there was going to be some surprises there. Um, so they went through and touched base on like um, there's a new Doom VR game coming out that's uh, like a brand new VR experience. It's not just the game Doom in VR. Um, and then they they touched on Fallout Four, like the game Fallout Four is just going to be in VR. Um, it's not like a brand new game. Um, it looks neat. I think it'd be fun to like walk around the wasteland with a VR headset and and uh, you know kill some fucking oversized scorpions and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I uh, mean, you you actually have uh, a very nice VR headset. Um, I do. Yeah, I have the Vive. So, like, when I see a VR game, I'm like, okay, but I I instantly don't care about it because yeah. I'm not gonna play it. That's not the life you live. I'm happy um, it's there. Yeah, it's there. And like VR is a really exciting technology. And what what's great about it is it's exciting outside of games as well. So I'm excited when people start, they're going to start doing like virtual concerts, like just have a VR camera set up at a concert and you can like pay a certain amount of money to just be to live stream it from your VR headset and be there at the concert. Uh, uh, things like virtual tours and stuff like that. Um, I think VR has a lot of applications outside of gaming, but because I am a gamer, I I like games, so I'm, I've played a few and I I enjoy it. I think I I just want there to be more actual games to play for VR. Mm-hmm. I might mess around with Fallout and VR. I have it on PC, so if you can just play it, uh, if you don't have to like buy a separate VR. Oh, copy. like um, they did with uh, Star Wars Battlefront when they put the VR out for it. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. if you just own Battlefront and you have a PlayStation VR headset, you'll just have it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm not going to go out of my way to buy it if it needs to be a separate thing that I buy. Um, and then the next thing they showed was, um, I think, the Dishonored DLC, which are actually releasing as a standalone game. Um, look cool. There's just a CG, CG cinematic trailer for it. Can you uh, download it if you already own Dishonored? It, owning Dishonored is not a necessity, much like the Uncharted DLC that's coming out. It's just standalone. You've downloaded. Oh, standalone. okay. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's cool. I like that franchise. I've played a little bit of Dishonored too, but I really, really like Dishonored one. Um, and then I think they touched on maybe one or two more things. Uh. And then the when they got to the part of the park that was under construction, they revealed a sequel to The Evil Within, which uh, watching the trailer without knowing really what those games are about, 
uh it looks bananas and i can't under i can't understand what's going on it's just a a horror nightmare madness thing that i i can't find any footing in that world because there's so much just bizarre imagery but it's shinji mikami mikami who worked on resident evil up until four i believe um, and four was my favorite of those games, and apparently the Evil Within plays a lot like that. Like, oh really? Yeah. So that's cool. I haven't played it yet, but I, I have it downloaded on my PC, and I want to get to it one day. And the second game, second game looked cool. Looks like more of the type of stuff that I think people want out of survival horror games. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing they revealed was the sequel to uh, Wolfenstein. Which uh, did you play the New Order at all? No, I I didn't. Um, I don't think I've ever played a Wolfenstein game, to be honest. Yeah, the New Order was my first one. Uh, it, that game is excellent, and I recommend that I recommend that anyone who likes playing shooters, especially like single player story focused shooters, play that game. Uh, because it is it is just a fun, silly game with like a cool backdrop of like what if the Nazis won the war and, and what would the world look like and the Nazis were into like a really weird experimental science and like alchemy and shit. Um, yeah. and so it's a it's like a they just go crazy with those concepts, uh and it's just fun. It feels like a uh, John Carpenter movie almost. Where it's a high concept and there's a lot of silly parts to it, but it's really charming and endearing. Um, and then, so this new one is a sequel to the new order. Um, and they actually bring the action to America. And so like the Nazis are like walking around with the, the, the Ku Klux Klan and shit. Uh, (laughs) yeah. And there's a lot of crazy shit in this trailer and it ends with, a pregnant woman who's pregnant with twins stabbing a Nazi while the guy who's supposed to be backing her up drops acid and starts hallucinating. What? That's this the is, end of the trailer? Yeah, this is the sort of like bonker shit that is in these sort of games. Huh. All right, um, well, that, now you... Uh, oh, oh, hold on. What, what does he say? First you had, your, you had my interest. Now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, check out the trailer for the oh, new one. Calvin Candy. Yeah, check out the trailer for the new one if it looks interesting. I would definitely, if you can find the new, the new order on sale at all or for cheap. I mean, it's totally worth it. Like it's been out for a while now, right? Yeah, it's probably you can find it for like twenty bucks somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's I, definitely I take your recommendation it. seriously because you were the one who recommended Doom. Yeah, the best pieces of advice I ever took was playing that game. I would honestly recommend any Bethesda game because they're in a really unique position where they have a lot of studios making and they all make quality games. Like they're not just fallout and Skyrim anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have a variety of unique first person games that are not just bro call of duty shooters. Um, yeah. I like that, that they let these studios kind of do something different. I mean, I didn't play, um, was prey Bethesda or no? I yeah. Can't remember. Prey is Bethesda too. Yeah. So like I didn't play it, but I heard it was very different. Pretty fun. Yeah. So, yeah, and like again, I don't have too much time to play all this stuff. But when I hear things like this, I'm glad because you know they could they could go the other way and just try and make money, which yeah. I guess in the end is what they're what they're going for. But you know, you're investing millions of dollars in a very interesting idea. It could fail, so I like that they're doing that. 
Yeah. So that was that was basically it for Bethesda's conference, and I it wasn't like necessarily like earth shatteringly exciting, but the best part about their conference was everything they showed and every like in the conference is coming out this year. They didn't do anything that was coming out next year or here's what's coming in yeah. a couple years. I like that everything they showed was like it's relevant because it's coming out this year. I like and that. I, I really appreciate that. Like that time they announced Fallout and I told you it was gonna get pushed back and we bet a pizza on it. Yep. I got my I, pizza. I lost that bet. And it was delicious. How did you feel about the Skyrim link amiibo uh interconnectivity? <laughs> Whatever. Um, I, I, why won't, what is, what, Bethesda, what is up with Bethesda and them not willing to let Skyrim die? Because, like, and I explained this to one of my coworkers who hasn't played video games in years, still putting out Skyrim. And I was like, yes, it is, I think it's the most successful RPG ever. Yeah. Like, I worked at, GameStop when Scott not when Skyrim came out but like a year or two after it never stopped being sold to people ever like people who played nothing but Call of Duty played Skyrim like you got to understand the crossover this game had because the world was so good mm-hmm. and the combat was so fun and the exploration was so great like everything about that game was great it was buggy as fuck but it was so good when it worked and I don't know too many games that crossed over into other, like, um, other people's interests that that don't typically fall to it, the way that normal people like you and I know. It, if Bethesda's putting out an Elder Scrolls game, it's going to be good for the most part. Um, yeah, there's a Fallout coming out. We're going to get it. But Skyrim was one of those games that like people just it just caught on and they keep putting out remasters for it and the VR version. It and the Switch version for it. Yeah, my friend's like, "What? Why are they put it out for the Switch?" I was like, "Because you can't take it with you any way else." And like, someone out there is going to be like, "Portable Skyrim," and like, part of my brain wants that, but I yeah. don't want to buy this game again. But you know, they just they won't let it die because they keep making money, and the game's already made. So why not just figure out how to make it work with different operating systems and how to make it work in VR? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I'm not convinced the performance of it's going to work on the Switch at all. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I think it will work because uh, for everything that's been shown, I think it's very evident that this the edition of Skyrim is coming out for the Switch is the original 2011 edition, not the special. <laughs> yeah. Edition. So um, why? why that game isn't ready for launch on the switch and why we have to wait longer for a game that came out in 2011. I'll never know. Dude, uh, that, that should be a red flag. That yeah. should have been a launch title. Something went wrong and they were like, fuck, we can't put this out at launch. Cause who gives a shit when that game comes out? Like it'll, the people who are going to buy it are going to buy it regardless. It's not going to sell units, but they put it in the launch trailer for the Nintendo switch. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. like, well, you can take Skyrim anywhere. Well, you still can't. And I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll see. I'm I'm so disinterested in that on the switch. Yeah, so um, you know, don't worry about it then. If you're not gonna buy it, then don't. Worry. But yeah. anyway, so is that Bethesda? Yeah, that's it for Bethesda. I think they had a good, solid conference. Okay. Uh, after them was Ubisoft, and their conference was horrid. Uh, 
I told Keith I knew nothing about it before we started. Um, so, know. yeah, everyone, I think everyone is hip to the jive now, where the thing is, is you come out, you have a representative talk for a minute, and then you just show games. You show games, show game trailers, show gameplay. This is this is what people want out of these conferences. This is the best way to go about it now. And Ubisoft did that old bullshit where they keep bringing out developers to go in-depth with talking about their philosophies of the game. And I think the people who get it understand that if your game is good it will speak for itself you do not have to have a person come out and you know sweeten up the audience as it were uh to lead up to whatever presentation you put together oh my god oh my word you fucking bitch she she a bitch yeah um and that, that is, this is the method that Ubisoft went with. And it sucks because they, you know, they didn't announce anything spectacular in their conference. I, I would say that the only thing that they announced that was even remotely exciting was Beyond Good and Evil 2, in which they just showed a cinematic trailer for. Um, but still, I, th- I think that game has a lot of love and people are very excited for it. So um, I think their conference blue except for that did you play beyond good and evil the first one no never did play i played a little bit of it when they released it on the xbox 360 um yeah like i'm not shitting on ubisoft as a company like they obviously got some sort of payment from microsoft because like if assassin's creed had debuted in their conference i feel like it we wouldn't have been shitting on it as much yeah but they gave it away. They gave away Far Cry like two weeks ago. They could have waited and made a huge Far Cry yeah. 5 presentation because exactly. the setting and the theme of that game is so different from anything I've seen. Mm-hmm. And people talked about it up until E3 came out and then else. So, like, I don't know why they made those decisions. I don't work for a massive company like that, so I can't answer that question. But Yeah, I... um. I forgot. I completely forgot they did a Far Cry uh, little demo. Um, I I appreciate those games. I don't. I've played three a lot, and I didn't play four at all. But I think that those games are. I think those games are surprisingly deep and dense for AAA action games from a big company like Ubisoft that just cares about making money. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very artistically uh, creative, and yeah. they they have they actually do have things to say. Um, and they have more merit as as more than just games where you clear a map and, and do some fun action stuff. Mm. Um, three in particular had a really great story with lots of visual metaphor in it um, about a man who was going about undergoing change and how painful that is and how exciting that can be. Um, Dude, uh, that game, I remember the opening of that game. Like it was the first time I'd played a first person shooter where like I took a life. And I felt mm-hmm. bad about it, even though it was in self-defense. Like, the way the character reacts when he has his first kill, he's like, doesn't he throw up? Like, he's... Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, horrified by what he did. Mm-hmm. And then as the game progresses, he gets really good at it and starts to enjoy it. And it's a it's a commentary on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I forget the, you know, sorry, you're not listening to this, but I forget the guy, whoever played Boss, was so good. Yeah, he's good. The, and the villain he, of the game. He was I fantastic. Think he's in, uh, 
He's in Better Call Saul. He's like a main character in that. Yeah, he is. He is. He's one of the. He's uh. Yeah, fucking. Ah, I I haven't watched any of this current season, so mm-hmm. I've only watched a little bit of season one. It's a good um, show, but yeah. anyway, they could have showed Far Cry and they didn't. Instead, they showed a sequel to a game from years ago that I never played, and not Assassin's Creed. So yeah. All right. Well, then, fuck Ubisoft for moving on. I guess. And again, like they. They've got stuff coming out, like Assassin's Creed's coming out this fall. South Park's coming out this fall, but South Park got delayed, and the big reveal for that game was last E3. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Anyway, do things differently, Ubisoft. You're better than this. Seriously. So you know who's up next. Sony. Sexy Sony. Sony. uh, Sony really understands how to do this shit now. And yeah. I think they, the format they did this year was so similar to last year because I think last year's conference was one of the best conferences I've ever seen at an E3. Um, and they kind of did the same thing again where they just they opened with a big, uh, big showing of a game. Some guy t- comes out and talks for like a minute and then they show more games. He maybe talks for a minute more. They, sh- they just show game after game after game. Yep. Um, this is the way to go. Uh, the only difference this year, as opposed to last year, is that there really weren't any surprises. Um, they well, were. It was just one. Well, I'd say there was two. Yeah, um, but for the most part, the games that they showed were games we already knew about or had seen cinematics for, either yeah. last year or at one of the you know PSX or Tokyo. Yeah, and, and that's speaking of PSX, I will say it's cool they have their own conference where they showcase their own stuff, mm-hmm. like in the middle of the, you know, halfway between E3 and, you know, it's like, it's cool, but they lost a lot of their reveals because they do that. Like they could have an even more E3 conference if they just waited. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're big enough to where they want to have their own thing. And I get that, but you know, we said there were only two surprises not to say the stuff they showed wasn't good but no it was very good the stuff they showed was awesome but there is an element of e3 that i i like watching e3 for the surprises because this is the thing that people hold out for um so you know sony has kind of laid out the games they're working on much in the same way that like marvel and dc have laid out the next 10 years of superhero movies so we know what's coming it's just a matter of like seeing more of yeah, what's up with these games? Um, um, I think two two things before we get into the games. Let's, let's say I wanted to mention that I was kind of bummed out that I got nothing from Last of Us Two. Um, yeah, I'm not. But you go ahead and describe your feelings. So, Last of Us, and I've come to realize this over the last few years is, in my opinion, the best game I've ever played in my entire life. Your favorite game ever? Favorite game ever. Cool. I have beat it. I think up until that, Final Fantasy VII held that title. Mm -hmm. And I played that game in like 1997, whenever it came out. 98, maybe? I don't remember. But it was a long time ago. But that's how long it held the title. And this is the game that finally... the storytelling, the graphics, the 
once you mastered the controls and the crafting system, what you could make that game do, like when you really understood it, like mm. I told Keith, I beat that game on the most crushing difficulty four times. Yeah. It is the like, purest experience of that game. Well, I'm sorry? It is the purest experience of that it game. It absolutely is. And I love the game enough to play through it on normal and then play through it on hard. Difficulty is. And then they add another one and I'll even harder i'm gonna go back and play that too um and i'm gonna beat it twice because that's how i get my trophies yep and i'm not even mad but like i love playing and experiencing that story and those characters and those performances over and over and over again and uh, i don't care what anyone says no one can animate a triple a game like naughty dog it is true, and because they take such a unique approach to it, a lot of developers and studios now are they they map the whole face and and they capture the performance in that way, which has great results. I mean, I think I think that the only studio that can match that and and surpass that is um, fuck. What's the studio that's doing Detroit? Oh, David Cage's. Um, yeah. I forget. They're the ones who did uh, heavy. Yeah. Beyond, I can't think of the name of the studio, but like their games are static. I don't care. They're not. They're but they're the only ones that even compete with uh, Naughty Dogs. At least they're they're acting animations. That I think there aren't games that look good. Oh, their way. acting animations are definitely better, but they do full facial capture, and I feel like everything else suffers for it because they put so much emphasis on the realism of it. And it's this person and the performance coming through. It is, but would you give any of their games a score better than like a 7 out of 10? Quantic Dream is the studio. Shit. Um, yeah, but I'm, but again, we're not talking about the games as a whole. I'm just talking about this this end yeah. of yeah, gaming, yeah, which like, is the performance and performance yeah. capture. And they, I'm just saying Naughty Dog is great because the the method that they use is they act they have the actors act them out in mocap suits, but they have cameras that zoom in on their faces, and then the animators actually hand animate those expressions on these yep. characters that they made. Yep. Um, which is way more impressive when you see like Uncharted 4, for example. The animation of that fucking game is ridiculous. It's uh, so good. And yeah, that that's done by hand by animators. Frame by frame, painstakingly. Um so there's a lot of the 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 people that work at the studio, a lot of love gets poured into them. Yep. And uh, I don't I'm all you know, I always enjoyed Uncharted and once I played Last of Us, I'm like, that's it. I love these guys. Anything they put out, I'll play. Yep. And it takes a lot for me to just commit to a studio like that. Like yeah. Christopher Nolan, any movie he makes, I'll go see it. So, you know, just saying I'll pop down 60 bucks on a game and Last of Us, you know, is just fucking so good in every way. And even it's multiplayer, which probably should have felt tacked on at first, but once you played it, you realize how good of a representation of the single-player campaign it was, and it was so yeah. different and unique, and they thought outside the box. Yep. And you and I were the only people that played it, and it was so much fun. Um, yeah. But I was hoping to see something from that game for this show, and I didn't... I'm not, like, super disappointed because... It's like I don't want to see too much of it because I know I'm going to love it and I know it's going to be great, but like I'm just tired of waiting and I was hoping for something and I would get it, but whatever. 
Yeah, I I think it's appropriate they didn't show anything. And I actually don't want to see anything because I think this game is a lot farther off than we think it is. Um, yeah, uh, don't uh, talk about. It. I don't want to. Don't just don't say that. I don't want to admit it to myself. But this is the thing, though. Is like you already you know it's it's being worked on. You kind of have a sense of the direction they're going with it. Um, let that fervor build and don't show it again until we're really truly ready. Like we're on the precipice of it coming out because you know, a lot of games do this shit where they, they show too much of it before the game comes out and it comes out and it's kind of inconsequential. Yep. Or um, they show you a lot to like make it feel like it's around the and it's years away. So, yeah. So I, I, I didn't count on seeing it. I'm not disappointed. We didn't see it. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about the things that we did see. So speaking of Naughty Dog, they showed a little bit more of the Uncharted expansion, Lost Legacy, which is mm-hmm. coming out in August, um, yeah. which is great because it is a dual female lead. Yep. Of uh, Was it Nadine and Chloe? Is that right? Yep. Uh, and that's cool. My girl, also, Chloe, my favorite character on Uncharted. Yeah, she, she, Chloe's bae. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I still haven't touched, but I've been told is one of the best games of the year. Great game. Great, um, great game. It, it's getting its first big expansion, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looked neat. They showed uh, some footage from Days Gone, which I could don't really care about too much, but figured I'd mention it. I think this game is tra- is going to be a tragedy because if this game had come out and been announced before The Last of Us, people would be going fucking bananas over it. But Not I think anymore. there's too many comparisons. And to be fair, they've been working on this game for a long time, they, like probably way before Last of Us came out even. So it's not like they saw it and were like, well, we got to make something like that. I think this game was in development for, has been in development for a while. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's unique things about it for sure. But I think that there is going to be an element of people being like, well, it just looks like Last of Us. And and that, that'll be a shame because I think it's a game I'm excited to play. And I think I will play. Because um, yeah. I think but, Sony... I mean, you could say, you know, those same people would say like, Call of Duty and Battlefield look the same, but if you play them, they're different. So, yeah, I think, I, I think if people give it a chance, they're going to be surprised. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll, they do. Um, we'll see because I think the gameplay that they showed, though not necessarily setting the world on fire or doing anything super unique with the formula, it looks like it runs smooth and it looks uh-huh. like some that you do some cool stuff as far as like pitting multiple groups of enemies against each other instead of having to fight them all yourself. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, they showed some stuff from Detroit, which we talked about a little mm-hmm. bit earlier. It's got very good facial capture. Uh, another David Cage game. Yeah. I'm um, far more interested in this than I was in uh, the last one he did. Good. Yeah. Beyond Two Souls was not very good. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it looked good. Um, so do, is there anything from the VR that you want to talk Because I didn't really... Again, I see P- I, P- I see VR and I just don't even read it because it doesn't apply to my life. Uh, no, um, I think they, they showed some games. Stuff they showed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they got some games that look neat, but nothing that I think. Um, again, nothing that's really exciting. They sh- they showed Skyrim in VR, and which is a, again a, a, a six year old game at this point. Um, <laughs> 
I'll I'll never stop touting that as much as they keep re-releasing it. Well, you um, know what? I feel like it's an important thing to point out that they're just milking the teat of that <laughs> that that what <laughs> six-year-old teat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, How much milk you got left in there? <laughs> Come on, girl, give me some. <laughs> you got any VR milk? I need some VR milk. Yeah. I think um, what is the most most interesting is they showed two VR games that aren't first person games. They are third person games, and uh, there's some unexplored territory there with being in VR. Um, and I've heard of people uh, demoing games that are third person, and you just act as the camera, basically, and how immersive that is and cool that is too. Um, so I'm excited to see that Sony's experimenting with that as well. That's cool. Um, but they don't look like they don't look like they're going to be games that come out and that we're going to be talking about. It just will be like, this game is good. Maybe you should play it if you have a VR yeah. headset. Yeah. It's um, just, it's too bad because like, I feel like that's the VR headset that a lot of people could afford. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have that title, like that big it thing for everyone to play. So. It's the one with the highest install base out of all three of them. Yeah. Which is surprising yeah, it because it's the but, least powerful. Yep. But um, you know, what are you going to do? They also showed, uh, some footage from Call of Duty World War Two, mm-hmm. which, yeah. you know, some people are excited for this game, I guess. Um, I hope it breathes life into the series. I still wish they would take the Assassin's Creed route, but Activision will never do that. They have no. they own three studios that are on a cycle of making Call of Duty games. As long as Call but of Duty people... is the highest selling game of the year every single year, it's not going to change. Dude, imagine if... Uh, they, oh my god, that's the I, I got a restart required pop up window. Had a panic <laughs> attack. I thought it was doing it. Yeah. Um, imagine if if like Activision went to Treyarch, who's on a three year cycle. That means that they have to put out a Call of Duty game. And I see Treyarch's definitely the best of the three. Yeah. Um, imagine if they went to Treyarch and they were like, you know what, take two extra years, come back in five years with a Call of Duty game. Imagine what they could give us. But yeah, that'll never happen. So. It'll never. No, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen until you see the sales dip, and that yep. will happen for a long time. How did they? No, I thought the sales dipped terribly with um the this last year. They dipped, but and they dipped, and it's bad for Call of Duty numbers. But even with the dip, they're still ridiculous. It's still uh, the highest selling game of the yeah. year every single year. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. So the exciting stuff from the conference. Yeah, um, we were saving it. We were saving it. I wasn't talking two, about boring stuff on purpose. There's two games that I want to start with because I think they're the games I'm excited about. And I don't think that you either. I I'm not sure if you care at all, but uh, Monster Hunter for PS4. Yes. Looks Is that also in... coming out on Xbox and PC? Yeah, it's coming out for all the like newer consoles um but mostly i've known this franchise is relegated to like handhelds and like nintendo consoles yeah um so i'm excited to see that they're having they're putting a a piece of the franchise out especially in the west um for the the powerful consoles and it looks incredible and fun what's the official title like what is it monster hunter what there's been a bunch of them monster hunter worlds and okay so like with the previous games it had like 
they had like zoning. So you would load into a zone and go on a hunt, but it, it was like a limited space. There were huge spaces, but they were limited. And what I think that a lot of people have been saying for a while is they just want to play like a, a vast open world monster hunter game that yeah. there is no loading in between uh, these hunting areas. Um, and it looks like it could be that it's not official. They just showed a gameplay trailer that showed like the guy hunting one monster. Um, but some new things to be excited about is that you have like camouflage now and you have a grappling hook and uh, just the fact that the graphics are incredible because it's on these powerful consoles. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, monster, monster Hunter is uh, a really fun game, but with a lot of overhead to consider. There's a lot to them. Um, and it can be overwhelming, but once you kind of get into the groove of it, it's super fun. Okay. Um, and then the, the next thing that caught my eye that I that has, I think, a niche appeal, but uh, is the Shadow of Colossus remake, not remaster, but remake. So you're wrong in that you thought I wouldn't care about that. I absolutely do. Cool. I played that on the PS2, and I have, I friggin' loved it. And yeah, I love it too. Lo- I love that they're not re- just doing a shitty remaster. They're yeah. starting from the beginning, but I think it's going to be a couple years till we see it as a result of that. Sure. Yeah. Um, the final fantasy seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I think that remake is going to be a disaster. So. Oh yeah. Uh, well, they're already splitting it up into two games. Cause that makes sense. Into three games, three episodes. What? What? No. It's an episodic. No, yeah, you don't know this. It's an episodic. No, I thought it was only two. It's three. It's episodic. They're gonna put them out in episodes. Dude, they put them out in episodes when it came out on PlayStation. It was discs. Just do it again. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, I'm gonna be. That's gonna come out until the next PlayStation. Like, I'm gonna be playing the first episode of Final Fantasy VII Remake on PlayStation 4 and the next two on PlayStation 5 and then PlayStation 6. Yeah, have fun with that. Uh, I'm, I'm, glad I don't, I'm glad I don't care about that at all. But yeah, Shadow of the Colossus is a game that is really special to me. That's um, good. So I'm, it looks fucking gorgeous with this remake. Um, so I'm going to buy the hell out of it. I don't give a shit. Um, I was so, hoping... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, you were saying two things I don't think you care about. I, I was hoping that one of them say was God of War mm-hmm. because I actually have a note because I take notes uh, mm-hmm. yeah. so I don't forget things when we talk about them. Mm-hmm. But I have a note next, of, next to God of War that says, I will never care. <laughs> oh, come. I see. That's the thing. I think this new God of War looks so good. I don't care. I don't care. I, I'm not shitting on it. I'm not saying it's bad, but yeah. I've tried and tried, and I don't care. Did, do you not like any of the games? No. I was okay. like, oh, there's boobs in that one. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, there's tits yeah. in all of them. It's great. Yeah. yeah, and I love the blood, and I think I think the very first one I played maybe all the way through or close to it, but mm-hmm. like people just fucking will never – stop talking about how good these games are they're they're fine and i don't think they're the sort of game that can exist anymore but the updates that they're doing to this one especially i'm so interested in kratos and his relationship with his son and the the extra third dimension they're adding to this man uh not making him a rage monster anymore just like screaming and yelling all the time and 
you know, the, it looks like his past is weighing on him and that he has this trepidate, trep, this kind of uh, uneasy relationship with his son. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I want to play that. I think the setting is cool in Norse mythology. The gameplay looks fun. I like that you can, Kratos can toss out and call back his axe the same way Thor can do that with his hammer, just as a neat thing. Um, and I like, I like my men bearded and burly and mean. So I like Kratos. Well, there's a, there's a man named Joel. I can introduce you to where you can just go play last of us again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think that game looks cool. Obviously high production value with the, like all the, yeah, they always look nice. Yeah. yeah. They, they look super good. Um, and I'm happy they're there, but I just, uh, I'll, I'll never care. I just realized that when, when they started showing stuff for this one, like all these years later, yeah. when I'm like back into like, I always, you know, PS3, I bought not late in the console's lifestyle, but I bought the slim. So it was a couple of years down the road mm. and I just never, you know, gave it a go. So when they're like, God of war and it's going to be on PS4 and look at it. And I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm glad I mean, it's there and I'm glad you're happy, but I don't, that's a fair. I mean, that's a fair assessment. Those games. Just just because just I don't play something doesn't mean I I have to hate on it. I don't hate on it. I just yeah. don't care. And yeah, I, sure. I've come to the realization at this E3 that I'll just never care about God of War. <laughs> I'm um, not gonna try. So yeah, that's fine. Um, but I did want to mention the the big closer for the Sony conference. Which was uh, Spider-Man Arkham Asylum. Exactly. And I am so down for that. I do not care that they're just ripping that game. (laughs) What about the QTEs? What about the... uh, I don't like QTEs, and I'll tell you why. It's because... Can can we explain QTEs to everyone just in case I don't know the lingo? Quick time events. They're just... The game takes the controls away from you to give you something flashy, and all you have to do is play Simon Says. Yep. Hit the A button. It's not... It's not interesting. It's not difficult. It's not adding a layer of immersion. It's just do this sequence, and if you fuck it up, you have to restart this action scene. And it's boring as fuck. I I don't like it when they add them into the Telltale games. How do you Um, feel about Heavy Rain with those QTE? The entire game was QTEs. (laughs) Well, I think in Heavy Rain it was appropriate because the, the way you were using them felt like you felt the same desperation that the characters felt like it wasn't yeah. perfect or anything, but I think they're more appropriate in adventure games. I still don't like really care for them, but um, yeah, in action games, it's like just why, you know, I, I no, I understand why, but I just wish we could find a better way. Yeah. That better said, way to, to, to A to Z without exactly. all that. So like Uncharted does a really good job of it where the, there are these events that they pull the controls away from you, but you are supposed to be doing something that's already inherent of the controls of the game. So like I, I, as an example, the, the plane crash in three, when you get ripped out of the plane, um, technically that's a quick time event where you need to maneuver yourself towards a box. that's also falling, but the game doesn't stop to like make you push a button and do that. You You just just have to, you, you have to understand that you have control over the situation. You need to start using it, even though it's very cinematic. Yeah, we trust you have the competence to to navigate Nathan Drake into the thing that's going to save his life. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that Naughty Dog is the best at integrating 
that stuff in a really good and yeah. restrained way. But yeah, in in Spider Man, it's purely it's purely like a an an eye candy thing to do like cool yeah. things with the action and to put the camera in different perspectives and stuff. But I still think this game looks amazing. The combat, I mean, it looks fun. I yeah, you you know, for years I've said if a game does something right, steal it, but do it well. All yeah. right. Um, Rise Son of Rome was the perfect example of stealing Batman's combat system, but reversing the controls and making shit, mm-hmm. right? Because they wanted yeah. to disguise it to make it look like it was their own thing, but yep. they, they reacted the same way. So when I think of someone coming at me and I need to reverse it, actually, Keith, let me ask you, if you're playing on an Xbox and someone's mm-hmm. coming at you with a weapon in a third-person game, what button do you hit to reverse that? Uh, X? No, on the Xbox. Um, in Batman. What button oh. you hit on a PlayStation controller? Let's say that. In the PlayStation controller? Oh. Triangle. Triangle. So what's that button on an Xbox? Y. That's right. So Rise of Rome changed it and like made it the A button or something fucking stupid like that. Yeah. Like, the placement, if you're looking at a game controller and the buttons are in the shape of a diamond, the face buttons, any even Assassin's Creed, any combat game that stole the Batman Arkham combat system uses that top button to reverse. Yeah. Because that's what makes sense. So mm-hmm. that's why I have problems with Rise, but I'll always say if you're stealing Batman's combat system, map the buttons the same way because that's what we're going to want to do. Yeah. And People steal the combat system because it works, because it's really good, because these guys thought it up and they fucking nailed it. They made you feel like Batman. And yes, they're just doing it again to make you feel like Spider-Man with a different company, but if it's fun, dude, I don't care. Take it. If you do it right, go ahead and take it. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And Insomniac is really good about making fun open-world games, and they're especially good at uh, locomotioning games, making sure that you keep moving at a brisk pace and that that movement that movement through the world is fun uh so the neon powers and infamous were so much fun yeah yeah um actually that's sucker punch you're thinking of sucker punch damn it uh that and that was the thing about this conference i was uh disappointed in is i really want to see whatever sucker punch is working on next I just lost a lot of my whatever cred I had went out the window. That's fine because when I was talking about it with someone before, I said Sucker Punch before I before I realized it was Insomniac. So I've already Ugh. I have already made the mistake you made. I just didn't do it in, well, officially on air. Hive mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, oh, Spider Man. Spider Man looks my, fucking Miles awesome. Morales. Yeah, Miles, yeah, Miles Morales at the end. Yeah, the sequence that they showed was great. Like it was a great, well put together sequence um, that is going to be exciting to play when we get around to it. But mm-hmm. you know. I love the the way they were working in his webbing into the reverse mm-hmm. because, like, to me, Spider Man's great when he's funny while he's doing his things, and that's something that in like Tobey Maguire never got in the movies. Uh, Andrew Garfield kind of came close a few times. Mm-hmm. He was he was a he made a lot of wise ass comments, but like Spider Man to me should be kind of a cocky jackass when he's fighting someone using his powers and like making fun of him and making him angry at the same time. So seeing yeah. like a little bit of that swagger in his combat was really fun because they get the characters. So yep, I think we'll get something good out of it. 
I certainly hope so. And I think we will too. Um, all right. So that's, that is Sony's conference. Anything else you want to touch on before we move on? Before we go to the big end. No, that was, that was it for Sony. Yeah. They, you know, I want that actually non-conference related, but they did a, um, and Microsoft did too, a temporary price drop on their console. Mm. And you can buy like a terabyte PS4 for like 250 bucks. Yeah. During E3, they dropped the price of all their controllers by $20 down to 40, like every color. And they put out gold and silver one. Nice. Um, and some of their re- more recent AAA titles, they dropped by 20% or no, 30%. Like they dropped uh, Horizon, you can get for 40 now. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were selling their brand. I mean, they make money, but I just thought it was cool because it was like a non E3 related thing, but it was obviously timed with E3 to just say, like, hey, it's, go buy some shit. Yeah. We're going to make it pretty cheap because you don't really see stuff dropping below those prices unless it's like Black Friday. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's do the big N and let's run through it because I am on low battery on my recorder and I've never been here, so who knows when it'll cut off. All right. um, Why don't you start with whatever you were the most excited about? I I bet it has nothing to do with Metroid. Not at all. No, uh, I didn't watch this conference. I just looked at the highlights, but I can already tell that, uh, and I watched the trailer for Mario, but I could already tell that this was probably the best one out of all of them because this Wait, one what, had what the, was you, you cut out? What was the best one? This conference. Um, but it because, wasn't, it was like a pre-recorded little Nintendo, which I thought was kind of sure. Um, but that's what they're, that's what they've been the best. That's what they've been the most successful with as far as presentations go. And I'm just stri- speaking strictly of like surprises. And this is the, my favorite part of E3. There were a lot of surprises here. Um, Mario, I think, was the only game shown that. Well, they probably sh- showed other stuff that was pre- previously known, but they they announced a plethora of games we didn't know they were working on. We yeah, thought they yeah. would be and hoped they would be. But uh, lots of good surprises here. So I'll just start with uh, Metroid 4. Metroid Prime 4 is officially being worked on for the Switch. Um, that's exciting because uh, I love that franchise. And I think I thought, a lot of people have been begging for it for a while. Go ahead. Didn't you say, like you and Sam were talking about Metroid, and, and you were like, I would rather have a 2D, a, a, like a 2D scroller version of it? Um, I don't remember what I said. I thought you guys were talking about Metroid, and he was like all about or maybe it was the other way around. You were all. It was probably the other way around. But um, so he, Sam's, you know, considering this is his, you know, his show, um, mm-hmm. he's got to be happy about a, a 2D side scroller. Right. So they announced two Metroids, one two servicing, Metroid. the, servicing both fan bases. So the the 3DS one is actually a remake of Metroid Two, but yes you know, in a new style and it still looks fucking cool. Like I, that's what I and a lot of people want. And I definitely want a Metroid prime game. So they're working on that, a switch game and a 3ds game. And I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, whatever Yoshi game they announced was a surprise. This Kirby game that's coming out next year is a surprise. A mainline uh, Pokemon game made by game freak. Uh, Which is going to be an RPG. Apparently. I mean, they're all RPGs. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't. I don't know, they say RPG, and I think of something. I don't see Pokemon as an RPG, but I guess you're right. They 100% are turn based RPGs. Yeah. Um, 
but I making... lost the last of my game cred on that statement. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, making one of those games not for a handheld, which is what they've always made them for, for the Switch, like their main console with more power and better production value and stuff. I'm fucking into it because I haven't played one of those games since the original Red and Blue one for Game Boy. Mm-hmm. So, so I am totally in on that. Uh, and I think those were like the blowout kind of surprises. And yeah. they, they talked about they sh- uh, they the Pokemon some... tournament or whatever the hell that shit is. Talk about what? The Pokemon tournament. It's like, I think it's like Tekken, but with Pokemon characters. Oh yeah. They're that's, they announced that at the last, um, the Nintendo direct. Yeah. Uh, but, but it was like a Pokemon game. game one. Yeah. They talked about Xeno. They showed a trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles, which whatever. I don't never played the for or the Xenoblade Two. Yeah, Chronicles was sought after because it got an American release. Yeah, um, and GameStop was the only company that like they funded the manufacturing of the game, so it was a company exclusive. You could only get it at GameStop, and since yeah. they controlled the supply and demand, they put it out, and then they sat on their copies for like two or three years. Mm. To where no one could find them, and then they started selling them used for like eighty or ninety dollars, and people yeah. bought them. And they would come to the stores out of the shrink wrap, like brand new, quote unquote, used games. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree with that, but I mean, whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. I don't really play JRPGs too much, so I don't really care. But um, uh, Fire Emblem, that's isn't that coming out? Yeah, they didn't sh- they didn't show anything for it, but they. I guess they talked about it a little bit. Um, they detailed the Breath of the Wild DLC for Zelda, which is really... Are you there? Yeah. You, you oh, just sorry. Started. I'm worried your battery's going to die. Um, I'm currently playing Breath of the Wild. Uh, so I guess they already detailed the first DLC, which is coming out at the end of June. They're adding mm-hmm. like a hard mode. They're adding new costumes, uh, a horde mode style play to it and the ability to like drop a fast travel icon cool which i guess is interesting yeah um because you can only fast travel to the you know the towers or the temples no you can make one wherever you want which i feel like that should be a free update since it's navigational but whatever yeah um they talked about the second dlc which is coming around the holidays which is called the champions ballad and it's about the four not to get too spoilery but four champions of breath of the wild is that too spoilery or no? No, no, no. I think um, but they're getting amiibos, which is pretty cool. Oh hell yeah! Did you see that? Like they look good too. Like all four are getting amiibos. Yeah, I bet amiibos look awesome. Um, but uh, I was telling Keith today, you know, I've never bought an amiibo ever. The last thing I need to do is buy any anything else that doesn't serve a purpose. And I'm like, <laughs> but I'm playing Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, yo, this I can get this horse or. I get some in-game items. Like, let me check it out. And I, what I didn't know was the Breath of the Wild amiibos were like there weren't a lot of them made, and they're incredibly expensive online. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like fifty or sixty dollars a piece. Yeah. What the fuck? When did those come out? This year? No, I mean like a year or two ago at this point. Yeah. For Breath Maybe. of the Wild? Or... Oh, for Breath of the Wild? Yeah, they came out this year. And they're that much. I'm talking about Breath of the Wild amiibos. Yeah, because like, they, they didn't, they didn't make them amiibos. so many. Yeah, it's insane. So yeah, and I remember like hearing you and Sam talk about them, um, and him waiting in line at Toys R Us before they opened to get certain ones. So yeah, 
Um, I'm not about to get involved in that. But all right, so let me ask you a question. If you put your Amiibo on my Switch, is it registered to you or could I use the benefits of it? You can use the benefits. Okay, cool. Next time, I, do you have the one with the horse? Because I want the horse. Apparently, there's one that gives you a horse that's really good. That I no, I don't, I don't have any of the Breath of the Wild Amiibos. Oh. I, have, I have a bunch of, a, a couple of Zelda ones, um, like a Link and a Zelda. and I have two Links and a Zelda. Have you used and, them in your game? And the wolf uh, one. Yeah, I used it. You just get like random, a random item drop. That's pretty cool. Either way, I want you to rub your Amiibos all over me. Yeah. Um, um, so, and then they also uh, announced that Rocket League is the Switch. That's with huge. Crossplay. Cross yeah. You know, at first I was like, you know what? I already own Rocket League on PS4, and I've kind of, we, we all went through that Rocket League phase. Mm-hmm. Only Aaron is always going through it. Yeah. Um, but and then I thought about the idea of taking two controllers and playing split screen, like the way you do with Mario Kart. And I was like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Now yeah. I see. Now I, I see. I, I don't know if I'll get it, but I still like that it's there. I think that's huge for them. Yeah. And they also said, though, it's getting like cross-platform play. So if mm-hmm. I'm playing against someone on the Switch, do I see a car with a Mario hat on? And go, Maybe. fuck, that shit's on my Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I wouldn't say that. It'd be on my PlayStation, but still. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Nintendo. Super Mario uh, Odyssey. Shut looks... your mouth, Super, Super Mario Odyssey. We got to talk about it at least. Oh, well, you said Super Mario Odyssey. You said something about the trailer for it. Yeah, but now we need to talk about it. Oh, okay. It looks incredible. I think that's game of the show for me. So, I, t- I try not to sound... Uh, I'm an American. I play primarily games that are by like you know Western games, Western culture yeah. and Western styles. So when I'm playing games that are developed by the Japanese, I tend to notice the differences, and they like they make me laugh or they're weird or whatever yeah. the reaction. I notice them a bit more. I'm playing Breath of the Wild, and there was this lady who was screaming at me for walking on her flowers. And I was like, <laughs> all right. So I'm trying to be more careful, but then I see this sword, so I go to get it, and she gets real mad at me. And then I step on the flowers again, and she has this dumb little scene, and she, like, runs and almost kills me, and I wake up, and I've got, like, one heart left. Mm-hmm. And, like, that would never happen in America. Like, it just wouldn't. Yeah. Like, there's something culturally I feel like Japanese are willing to just go out there and be really fucking weird and it works in these games. So yeah. when I saw this trailer for Mario, I was like, this is the weirdest fucking Mario game I've ever seen and I can't wait to play it. Oh my god, it looks so good. Um being able to like possess almost anything and everything with your hat and it's invasive. Yeah. You're like a you're like a Mario raper. You just <laughs> you're going inside of everyone. Yeah, and that all these people have unique abilities you can use um people and creatures um that just looks like it'll be endlessly fun to experiment with that he was in the fireball dude he was in a fucking t-rex well yeah that was great that opened the trailer i believe yeah um but and oh but the big thing for me was i honestly did not think it was coming i maybe you know nintendo better than yeah, i know you know nintendo but like I'm just used to seeing more information about a game, so I, I thought yeah. they might try and make Holiday, but they're like, "Oh, it's coming out in October." Like, Whoa! Hell yeah, that's great. Because yeah. I just yeah. bought a Nintendo and I I need me some Mario. 
Exactly, yeah. Um, and I, 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 this game has been in development for a long time, so that doesn't surprise me. You think they started it for the for the Wii U? I don't. I don't know. Uh, possibly, but I know this game. They've been working on it for a very long time, um, and there there are rumors that it might have been a, a launch Switch game because because they hadn't talked about it at all. And, but uh, but I'm happy. I'm happy to be getting it in October. Um, I think it's gonna be great. That was my favorite game of the show. Um, simply because you know we already knew about it, but it's coming this year, and the the mechanics of that game look uh, mm-hmm. real delightful. And it's I, a different looking Mario game than the other ones. Is there some yeah, realistic even, moments in that game? Um, even like the thing is with these games, you try and compare it to another Mario. It's like you try and compare a Zelda to a different Zelda. Um, yeah. It's just what you do with Nintendo because they'll make things different. So you try and find the familiar uh, the familiarity with it, but. You know, I guess they're everyone's quick to say this is like uh, the one that's on sixty four, mm. um, not so much like three D Land, which you know I loved Mario three D Land on the three DS. I beat that game and got three gold coins with Mario, Luigi, and then I did it with Luigi with every single one. like I yeah. love three D Land. Yeah, and I know I didn't really play Mario sixty four too much, so. Um, I'm excited, and the hat, the throwing your hat and possessing mechanic looks really cool. But I mean, it is 100% a Mario game. Nothing plays like a Mario game. Yep. Um, they're putting him in some weird ass settings, and they don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. And, like fuck it, let's do it, man. Let's try it. Let's let's lay a Mario run around in area that feels like weird and foreign. Yeah. Because he's this cartoon fucking character, and we're putting him in New Donk City. <laughs> One hundred percent all the donk how much donk you want all of it all the donk you gonna fit it all in (laughs) all the donk in my trunk (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i think that covers it yeah Um, i don't good I, i was gonna say my game and show um the one that like it's it's I kind of got to give it to three. Um, I'm such a big Star Wars fan that mm-hmm. I'm so excited for Battlefront two, but I didn't really see too much new that I haven't before. So, yeah. game I was ju- just as excited for going into this as I am now is Star Wars. Yeah, game that I didn't know about going into this that I'm so pumped now is Anthem. Absolutely, and the game that I wasn't as excited about going into this that I am even more now is Mario Odyssey. Does that yeah. sound like it makes sense? Yeah. Like, I gotta give it yeah. to those three. Absolutely. If I had to pick three, it'd be Mario, Wolfenstein, and Anthem. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's been our E3 episode. I appreciate you guys checking it out. Rich, thank you for joining me. You're, thank you for having me. I love you so much. I love you too, buddy. Um, hit me up on the normal places, Twitter, Double Jump Chump, and Chatisfaction underscore. Uh, find me on Facebook or find us on Facebook and rate, re- re- rate, review and subscribe on iTunes and Podbean. Um, and I will see you guys next time. Enjoy your life. Enjoy. Bye. Enjoy it. Play games. <laughs>